Welcome to Pushing Forward with Alicia, a podcast that gives disability a voice. Each week, we will explore topics like confidence, ambition, resilience, and finding success against all odds. We are creating a collective community that believes that all things are possible for all people. Open hearts, clear paths, let's go. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. The last couple of days, I was doing some research on the topic that we're going to dive into today, which is inclusion and integration in schools and in physical education and activity specifically. And I ran into this photo that was online, and it was a picture of a little girl, maybe like five years old, and she was in her little ballerina outfit, sitting in front of a mirror in her wheelchair, doing a ballerina pose. It was adorable. And there was a quote from Magic Johnson that said, all kids need a little help, hope, and someone that believes in them. This reminded me of my adapted PE teacher when I was in school. She taught me so many things. She taught me about advocacy and physical fitness and health and how to take care of my body. She taught me how to stretch. Some of the things that she taught me how to do as a little girl with a disability, I'm still doing today. I want to introduce Carly Ross. Her and I went to Chico State together when we were doing our undergrad degree and adapted in kinesiology with an emphasis on adapted physical education. She is a dynamic leader and educator in the field of kinesiology and adaptive physical education. She's an international adaptive physical education project coordinator, founder of Harley B Yoga, and is a certified yoga instructor who also has an adaptive yoga program. What did I leave out? Oh my gosh. Uh <laughs> When you asked me to be a part of this, I was just so excited. Every, like you said, every time we get together, like I feel inspired and motivated every time we talk. And so I was just stoked to have this conversation and get to share our conversations with like more people. The fact that like, maybe they'll listen is pretty awesome. So yeah. thank you. You really hit those key points. I have been teaching um, in the kinesiology department, focusing on adapted physical education for nine years at Chico State. I was out in the school district and I was teaching gen general physical education and also had a few um, students on IEPs, 504s. And so I like was able to integrate them within to, um, into my physical education classes. Can you yeah. share really quick what that is? Yeah. Yeah. So for um, like in a general physical education course, a student might have an IEP or a 504, which would be a programming for their physical education class. So they could get extra help, whether it be through an aid or um, kind of whatever their team decides. And they have a, a maybe a large team, maybe a small team of their parents and their coordinator. It could just be whatever that um, student's disability is that their team consists of. So let's say the adapted physical education teacher is on that team. They will help create this 504 plan or IEP to allow that child to be the most successful in the general physical education course. I love it. Okay, that's great. Yeah, yeah. So I, I had those classes. And then I think my biggest focus in the last year or two has been Carly B Yoga with um, my adapted yoga classes. Then my Italy program, um, I've partnered up with a nonprofit over there, Gas Onless, and they're an adapted physical education program 
what's so cool about it is that the first time I went over there, I just like happened to run into them. I was doing yoga in the piazza just because it sounded cool. Like who didn't want to go to yoga in the piazza? And I looked around and saw all of these billboard sized signs of people with disability doing sport. They were swimming, they were skiing. And I thought, who is this program? And I need to be a part of it. So I found the president and I asked, can I come volunteer? I volunteered with them for a year or for that summer and decided my students or our students at Chico State need to be a part of this. They need to see that this is an international issue that we need to bring to the table. In the summer, they do these sports camps where it's all abilities and they modify. We're like walking through forests with everybody and swimming and paddleboarding and rock climbing. Climbing and every single human is involved. And for our students at Chico State to get to come over and see the modifications they've used, the pieces of equipment that they are using and bring it back to Chico and bring it back here, it's been a pretty amazing experience. So that has been a huge fire or passion for me. You're bringing back some of their practices from Italy back to Chico State. Yeah. Is there differences? Like, what are you seeing? The equipment has been, has been different. We may not be able to like go purchase that piece of equipment, but it gives these students, these 10 students that went with me last summer, now they have that vision of what this piece of equipment did or how it was utilized. And now they can come back and kind of like build and modify within the equipment that we have to be able to like support a student in a chair coming on a hike with us. That's not like a, you know, a paved hike for their chair typically, or, or whatever it might be. I love that. And it makes me think of one of the barriers in general physical education would be lack of proper equipment or adaptive equipment. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, really it opened my eyes as well. As far as like equipment we don't have, we kind of just get used to what we have and we're like, okay, we'll try and work with it. We'll try and modify. And then going to see somebody else's program or somebody else do something in a completely different way with another piece of equipment has really just opened my eyes to there's so much out there. We just kind of have this narrow-minded thought of like, well, this is how we've done it. This is how we've always done it. Let's just make this work or let's just have them sit out for this one piece and then we can kind of bring them back. And you and I both know like my feeling on that of like, no one should be sitting out. Everybody should be in every single activity and there are no excuses for not. What do you think is perpetuating that? I think fear. Fear of asking those those participants or those student students to, what if they fail? And then it's my fault. And then what if they get hurt? What if, you know, they have never seen it done maybe correctly or done with a certain piece of equipment. And so they would rather played in that safety zone of like, I know that they're going to be okay seated or taking laps around the track rather than like, okay, are you okay with like maybe us transferring you to this and like your pants might fall off? I don't, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, we'll go into some privacy. We'll make sure that you're comfortable in it. And then, and then we'll see if it works. If it doesn't, then we'll get you back to where you're comfortable. Those little tiny baby steps of like getting out of that comfort zone or what's always been done is what's going to build you up to being just more progressive and ultimately having more movement. And I think that's the beauty of that quote is everybody needs a little help and a little bit of hope. And as educators, 
we, you, they have a responsibility to empower if we're allowing these kids to students to navigate an unknown. So I think pushing the envelope of those societal norms right now for children with disabilities is highly important for them to branch out and be, I mean, really it's like the physical education is so important, but the social aspect and feeling included and feeling a part of a community and finding a way to accomplish things physically, maybe navigating, adapting it along the way, all of that. There's like such powerful tools in letting them just dive in and have the experience, right? A hundred percent. I think the, the assumption is huge. You know, that's where ableism comes in, like assuming, oh, they probably don't want to like get out and try it, or I just don't think they could do it. And so we're going to hold back from it. And just like the assumption is tends to be negative at first. And um, just recently it was at the beginning of the semester. So a few months ago, I was um, doing a little talk to a bunch of adapted physical educators in our community. And my talk was on adapted yoga and um, it was so new for them. Like, Oh, they could do that. You know, it was kind of like eye opening for them. And I thought, Oh my gosh, if this is eye-opening for adaptive physical educators who are definitely out there in the field and modifying and adapting daily, and they haven't quite put that that yoga piece together, how far could we, you know, could we go with this? And like it's the little types of I think they were thinking, everybody assumes that yoga is just like these like crazy balance poses or what you see on Instagram. And when I walk them through this like 15 minute yoga session of breath work and focusing on your posture, it was like a whole new world opened up for them. So I think it's just like putting it out there that took no equipment. And it's just showing that our view of one sport like volleyball or yoga or whatever sport it might be is not the only way that it can be played or that it can be done. You are listening to Pushing Forward with Alicia and we will be right back. We talk a lot on the show about ableism and inclusion. If you want to learn more, I invite you to listen to my TEDx talk, Disabling Ableism, the Modern Pathway to Inclusion. You can watch the whole speech on aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A Anderson with an O.com. Click on speaking. Welcome back to Pushing Forward with Alicia. What made you want to do this work? Growing up, I was an athlete, played all sorts of sports through college even. And then I kind of like stopped doing that and thought, okay, I should focus on school and sport. And I like dabbled and I want to be in the field of movement because that feels good for me. I want to like, I think I want to share that with other people. And it was one of our intro to adapted classes where I, we got to be hands-on in the field. And I kind of felt that success of just this little girl and I playing catch and she was so stoked on it. She, you know, was over the moon and wanted, wanted it back. And so that like sparked my APE interest. And the more in these last just few years that I've been a part of this world and community, each little step forward I take, I noticed all the walls that are that are up and that I just think shouldn't be up and should be broken down. And so I just kind of keep diving forward a little bit at a time and notice it needs to be tapped into each yeah. time. So with adapted yoga, I um, really wanted to teach adapted yoga 
and I didn't know where to do it. I couldn't find a facility. They thought, oh, we don't have full accessibility in, into our studio. Different studios I went to. We don't want to mess up our floors. We don't know where to store the chairs. So I just kept getting like turned down and turned down after time after time for all of these like amazing facilities that they were scared. They were scared to have an adapted yoga course. And so that's actually why like the online stuff kind of started and like, let's do it outside. Let's do it online until I finally found that facility that was willing to take a chance. And so that has given me drive to like open more doors for bigger communities and more people is that it should be there. The accessibility should be there. It's just people have that fear and it's been a slow roll in and I just keep getting excited about each little door that's broken down or each little thing that happens. So I just keep moving forward. It's so amazing. That's creating that like place of belonging where you can kind of enter and not feel immediately kind of stressed that you have to have the answers to make everybody else feel comfortable. That's advocacy work. The future has got to be very bright for the field and the industry and everything that you're trying to push forward because it needs to be more prevalent. What's crazy, like I I had told you, I teach an an intro introduction to adapted physical education course here. And it's, you know, a 300 level class. They're about like juniors, some are seniors in in college. And this is some of, some of most of them. It's their first time working hands-on with somebody with a disability. It's their first Mm -hmm. time hearing about IDEA and IEPs and 504 plans, accessibility, or even just talking about etiquette. It's their first introduction into this world. And so many of them have talked with me later. They're teachers now in the field. They're not adapted PE teachers, but they take that into consideration now just because of this one course. Like, I feel like Mm. that's all everyone needs is the information to be out there. And then they can carry it on to it. You don't have to be this huge advocate of like adapted physical educator. Like you could be in any field and still support it just by having that base knowledge. Totally. And I, First of all, just a quick mention, that is so cool that you're teaching the course that initially inspired you so many years right. ago. To, yeah, I mean, that's a full circle moment, which I love seeing like little breadcrumbs of connecting dots of your path, you know, because that's a really cool story in itself. But I think that the key word that you just said for me is connection. And once you create a connection, um, emotional connection to putting in the work of inclusion, it becomes a lot easier to stop and pause and take the time. And, you know, I just spoke at the California Association for Health, Physical Education, Recreation and Dance. The attendees that I was speaking to were general ed physical educators, and they hired me to come in and talk about ableism. And when I got done with my keynote, I just had so many professionals walk up to me and say, this is the type of information and conversations that we need to have to connect and understand that all these students deserve us to stop for a second and go, okay, how can we make it work for everyone? So all these students can be together. They're playing together. They're socializing together. They're becoming fit together. They're learning to be independent and strong together. The fact that they had this hands-on experience, they had this connection, they had this hands-on experience. They were, they went through it with somebody Mm -hmm. and uh, they like recall that years later and they recall it. Oh, remember when so-and-so didn't get picked up by the the bus and the accessibility like wasn't there for them to be able to get on any other thing. They couldn't find a ride home for hours and hours, you know, like these different things that just stick with them for like years and years, that exposure, that connection that they have with that other human being, it really broadens their views. 
So what do we need to do better? What you are doing right now, like getting out to those big corporations and getting out to to maybe people that like don't have the opportunity to have this like one little introduction course and just spreading that word will start with that connection. They will connect with you. They will see that um, within the community now and just have that on the forefront of their mind as they move forward within whatever career that they have. As far as adapted physical education, I mean, the exposure of more areas than just your little town or county or, you know, state, get broader, get bigger, see what other people are doing, and then see the success they have had and be open to potentially changing your program and being able to build as you see fit. You're doing that work of advancing that, which is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I really felt it in Italy last summer. It was our first full program last summer. And I had one student come up to me on like an overnight and he was really struggling. He was having one of the hardest, he said, two days of his life. And it's like, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore. I just, you know, like I want to quit, but I know I can't, this is hard. And, and so I see him, I don't know, six months, five, six months later in the halls and kind of ask him how things are going. And we brought up that moment that he had had that that really difficult time. And he said, I think about that all the time and know now in these situations, it's so much easier and I know I can get through it. And so like, it was just so cool to like bring up that like really tough moment that he had had. He saw that he was capable of doing it and then been able to take that on with him through school and now into his career. And so like that was an eye-opening moment for me is that they have some tough times over there, but they have all talked about bringing them back and bringing them to Chico, which feels pretty darn cool. Congratulations on all the cool stuff you're doing currently. It's so important. Physical education and movement was the single most foundational thing that I was ever taught in my entire life as a little kid with a disability trying to figure out all of this. I just think the work that you're doing in emphasizing that to all of these many educators that you're touching now that are going out and, you know, they've got a real lifeline directly to help these kids. I learned to be strong and competitive and one with my chair through play. And that's like been a a thing that is translated into my independence and my success in my life. So it's foundationally the most important thing that educators and parents and anyone out there that has any type of disability can try to dabble in in some way that works for them because it's powerful. It really is powerful. As we wrap up, I want to, we kind of like end with like a pushing forward, like segment can you leave us with something that's beautiful and inspirational? No <laughs> On the spot. Let's see. I think I talked a little bit about being an, being an athlete and playing volleyball through college. And the biggest thing I did was compare myself to others. I'm not as tall as them. I can't jump as high as them. You know, whatever it might've been, the way I look in my uniform compared to them. And unfortunately, that was, that was a lot of my younger years was comparison. And I wasn't able to find out who I really was because I was looking at everybody else. And I wish I remember somebody had told me that comparison was the thief of joy. I pass it along every single class I've ever taught. I think the second that you can let go of comparison and judgment, then you're able to really find out who you are and accept you for all of your awesomeness and be able to just progress and move forward from there. Oh, that's beautiful. I have written in my affirmation 
book that I look at every morning. It's none of your business when anyone else is doing. <laughs> so true. So tell us how how to find you, your website. Well, carlybyoga.com is my website and Instagram and any of the things it's Carly B yoga. We do have, I just started this Instagram page for Italy and it's called Chow Chico. And, um, and so that's super fun. You can follow us all through Italy. I have students take it for like a week at a time and they post their experience and stories and their posts. And it's been pretty fun to, to get started and to follow. And then, yeah, I actually just um, put out some, a journal and an adult coloring book to Amazon. And so it's like a journaling for beginners. And I partnered with one of my students here, who's an amazing, amazing artist. We're like just getting it out probably at the end of this month for the adult coloring book. And it's all of these positive quotes or affirmations in um, like a natural format. And my idea was that you could kind of color on it and say your affirmations as you're doing it and then post it up somewhere. That oh my you... God, I need that. So I'm so excited about that to go out as well. So I've got some fun little different things out there and fire if you would. <laughs> if you would. <laughs> Just congratulations on all of your successes and the amazing work that you're doing. It's making such a difference. It's so important. It's so impactful. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that I'm your friend for so many years and I love you. For everyone else out there, thank you so much for spending some time with us. This is Pushing Forward with Alicia and that's how we roll. If you're an employer who would like to learn more about disability inclusion in the workplace, lessons on ableism, and how accessibility can drive innovation in your company, please check out my micro training series at aliciaanderson.com. That's A-L-Y-C-I-A, Anderson with an O, dot com. Click on micro learning.